The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Business Rules with Peter Feinstein. Now put aside everything you think you know about business practices today and stay right here for the next hour as you're sure to find some surprises and wisdom to help you play the business game right. Now, here is your host, Peter Feinstein. Welcome back to Business Rules with Peter Feinstein. Another week where we talk with some amazing and very special people who uh, share with us how they operate within the rules of business or sometimes even break or bend the rules of business. This week's guest is Charlie Fusco. Charlie is an entrepreneur and an author. And uh, for 17 plus years, uh, Charlie has been bold, brash, and even, yep, I'm going to put it out there, a little ballsy. Smarter Voice Media is her brainchild, along with Michael R. Drew. Their mission is to help authors, speakers, entrepreneurs, product marketers, and influencers amplify their product, service, or message using a unique voice that is seen, heard, and monetized on a massive scale. Charlie brings 17 years of direct response mastery in TV, radio, and retail together with Michael's 17 years in leading the book marketing and platform building industry. Combining their teams, systems, creative minds, and relationship capital, the duo has built a rock star team that uses quantum media to scale businesses in every category, from a TV infomercial to a New York Times best-selling book. Um, you know, in just the last year, uh, Charlie announced the start of this new venture, as I said, Smarter Voice Media, seeking to become more than a one-stop shop for everything in direct response. And in the process, you know, I think she's probably bent or maybe even flat out broken the rules of business, not necessarily for her own good, but because breaking them meant she would be able to super serve her clients with products and services that have never been brought together under one roof before. So rather than uh, gush on and hear my voice, um, Charlie, I want to welcome you to the show. And if I could wake up every morning with somebody giving me an introduction like that, it would just be like phenomenal to get up every morning. So thank you. <laughs> You're very welcome. It's it's my pleasure to have you as a guest. And uh, knowing you for uh, for a number of years in the industry, it's uh, it's a bright spot uh, in my show. And, um, and I want to give my listeners an opportunity to kind of get to know you, um, maybe even um, on a more intimate scale, and maybe even better than than I know you in some respects. So, um, Maybe share um, an exciting tidbit uh, about yourself that maybe only a very few select people know about. And I promise, you know, I'll, I'll keep it a secret between you, me, and the, well, you know, <laughs> the people listening. Right. The, the, 
five million people listening, hopefully. Oh, my gosh. So, From your mouth <laughs> to God's ears, please. <laughs> well, here's what I will tell you. The best way, I think, to get to know somebody intimately is to um, get to know what they're afraid of first. And so if you really want to know me, you'll have to know that I am deathly afraid of only two things in life, and they are praying mantises. I have this massive fear because of something that happened when I was nine and ended up on my face in the kitchen. And so now the very sight of them actually just makes me recoil. I can't be in the room. And I go from being this like amazing speaker to a puddle. So praying mantises are bad news bears. And the other one is chiropractors. I have represented more than 200 chiropractors in my life. Um, I have 10 right now that are clients, and um, they are amazing people, and I won't let them touch me. But I pay for <laughs> massage twice a month, and people go, well, well, a chiropractor is the same thing. I'm like, no, no, no. A massage therapist doesn't know how to break your back. They're not going to really do that stuff, but a chiropractor could like pop your finger and all of a sudden you're a paraplegic. So I have never been to a chiropractor, even though I've worked with some of the most world famous ones and, um, and everyone says I need a chiropractor, Wow! but I'm deathly afraid of them. And if there was you know, a chiropractor and a praying mantis in the same room, forget about it. Uh, man, you, you are really putting it out there. I love that. That is so cool. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's funny. Um, I've never been to to a chiropractor either, and I've had chiropractors as clients. And before we, you know, before we go into old school of, uh, you know, visiting onto our our past uh, past client histories or present client stuff, you know, I was never able to put my finger exactly on why they uh, why they scared me or why I wouldn't go to one. But you summarized it so perfectly. It's like, oh yeah, because they can make me a quadriplegic. Like that. and uh, Like that. Oh, my gosh. And, and they're and just, always the sweetest people. They're like, yes. I would never do that. <laughs> and, and they're so sweet, you want to believe them. And it's just like, no, this is how the Black Widow gets you into the middle of her nest. So oh <laughs> I'm sure it's irrational, but I will swear by it. And I actually, um, a client of mine was John Travolta's um, chiropractor. And he was like, you've got to be kidding me. If John Travolta trusts me, I'm like, that's just not happening. You can get me wow. a signed autograph of John Travolta, but we're not doing this thing. So um, that's that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. No kidding, golly. Okay, so those are the two. Uh, those are the two big honking things, and we're going to set them aside and let the fears not rule business rules because we definitely don't want to do that. Um. So you've been you've been immersed in smarter voice media now for how long? So officially since March of this year. And it's been kind of this really interesting, totally flawed, not good case study, don't look at me if you want to know how to market anything kind of event. And at the same time, it's been one of the best rides of my life. And I will say this because if you were even right as of right now, go to our website, you'd be like, really, that's it? You go to our social media, really, that's it? Um, And the reason being is when we decided to do a branding and name change, it was out of passion and it was out of a five-minute martini that I had with Michael. And um, 
we had our respective businesses. We still do. I still run Synergex after almost 20 years. Um, okay. And he still has his company. And then we said, what are we doing? Why aren't we merging together? And I went, oh, yeah, I don't do that. I don't take on partners. I don't like to play in other people's sandboxes. And... um but then when we just, we had a conversation and in five minutes I realized I'm dumb if I don't do this. And so we renamed the company, really. We didn't change anything. We just renamed it. And the second we renamed it and the second we talked about working together, we just got flooded with a bunch of people saying, okay, we, we're in, we want to work. And we just haven't been able to build our own house. We haven't been able to fix anything. And it's been really exciting. And it's opened up doors in business that I never even thought I'd knock on. And it was that was one thing when we first talked, Peter, about breaking rules. My number one rule in business is don't have a partner. <laughs> and after 20 plus years, I took on a partner and he is not like, if you could pick out a partner for me, it would not have been him. Right. So I broke a massive rule in partnering in general and then partnering with Michael Drew. And, um, and since then I've just been breaking rules left and right since March. So it's been fun. Wow. <laughs> That's amazing that you actually choose to break your own rule and it works, which is, um, which is actually kind of a, a cool story. Um, so the five-minute martini, does that have anything to do? Because you share with me uh, some of the insights and where you had gotten, um, uh, I guess, the, you know, the, the germ of the ideas. Because um, it's been like a, a years-long process for you um, where you began focusing on three things. You had three questions and why don't you tell us a little bit about those and how they impacted your five-minute conversation with Michael Drew? Sure, absolutely. What I will tell you is it's been in the last year, I'd say the last 12 to 18 months, that I've been laser-focused on those three uh, points. But I've been there's been a disruption in the force for about five years for me. Um, and that's because Synergex at the core my company that I've had since I was very young and stupid and unknowledgeable, um, <laughs> at the core has this amazing call center, right? Live agent call center. And about five years ago, I would put an infomercial on TV and I would get 2,000 calls in a half hour and I'd have 400 agents in the building and the phones would be ringing and it was amazing. And every time I produced a new TV show, I was the first person in the call center for the very first airing because it was like birthing a child. I wanted to hear that first phone ring. And it was such a high. And even after I produced my 200th infomercial, I was still the first one. It didn't matter if it was a 3 a.m. airing. I wanted to hear that phone ring because it was just like, you know, breaking that champagne bottle on the boat. And then all of a sudden, I was starting to run into these 3 a.m. airings, and it wasn't 2,000 calls. It was like 1,000 calls. How am I go? Well, maybe people don't like that product that much. And then it was 500 calls on the same airing. And I went, what's going on? Well, what was going on was people were going online and ordering online now, right? So they just weren't calling the phone. Um, my clients were happy. The infomercials were still making money. I just didn't get the buzz of all the phones ringing. But we started then seeing clients going, well, wait a minute, there used to be 100 orders on my website during this 3 a.m. airing, and now there's only 50. And I went, well, they're not calling me. Where are the orders going? <laughs> and then all of a sudden, we're searching, and they're on Amazon, and we're searching, and a competitor uh, bought their SEO word. And all of a sudden, these infomercials 
which is not the only thing I do, but these infomercials, that it's sort of been this beacon, all of a sudden you couldn't tell if they were working anymore. And, you know, I've got kids, they're in private school, I've got a staff of 100 plus, and I'm building a future using technology like a call center, infomercials like television, direct sales like you can still talk to a customer one-on-one in one medium, and I'm going, what am I building? And I didn't know the answer. And I didn't know what would I be in five years. And I didn't know how fast um, that the acceleration was going to happen. Mm-hmm. But I saw it coming. And so I really started focusing on three things. Like, how do I become a better marketer right this exact second? Because if I don't, I'm going to lose clients left and right because they can't find out where their audience is. Two, what should I be learning right this exact second that I'm going to need to know in six months because something's changing? And then three is who do I want to be when I grow up? Because I can't keep building a company on catch-up. I have to build a company that's waiting for the next thing to happen. And so this in the last 18 years, those were my big questions. And so when I met Michael and started working with his clientele and then we would have arguments and then we get to the martini, it was in that moment I went, oh, I get how to make all of this work together. I get the rules I have to break. I get where I'm going to be in five years. And it was just, it took five minutes. I was worried about it for five years. I was really stressed about it for 18 months. And then in five minutes, I went, I get it. I got it. We're good. That's that's so cool. Because you have basically what amounts to a reverse pyramid going on. Um, and we're actually coming up to our first break. So when we come back from the break, we're going to talk a little bit about um, some of the three aspects of those questions, the future, the noise, and what you refer to as your own up-leveling. And uh, right. we'll come back in two minutes. Um, I'm going to get a cup of coffee, and uh, maybe that's something that you want to do too. Uh, but come back to us in just two minutes. your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. If you think half of your company's advertising is working, but you're not sure which half, we can help. We're Higher Power Marketing, and we help our clients identify which advertising works and which is wasting their money. And then we fix what's broken so they can get more bang from their advertising buck. If you're not sure which half of your advertising is working, call Higher Power Marketing for help at 800-300-9124. That's 800-300-9124. What if you could save 55% or more on your TV advertising? We're Higher Power Marketing, and we can probably save you at least 55% on your TV ad buys. Don't believe me? That's okay. Just go to hpowermarketing.com and see and hear real success stories from real clients. Then ask us to show you how we can save you money too. Go to hpowermarketing.com. That's hpowermarketing.com. Exceptional media for less. That's hpowermarketing.com. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You're tuned in to Business Rules with Peter Feinstein. Reach out to us with questions and comments at 1-888-346-9141. 
That's 1-888-346-9141. Or connect with Peter via email. The address is businessrules at hpowermarketing.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Business Rules with Peter Feinstein. My guest this week, Charlie Fusco, CEO of Synergics. And... Um, and she's got so many other things going on. Uh, before we get into um, the focus of three questions, Charlie, uh, give my listeners an opportunity, and you don't have to rattle them all off, but give us just a couple of places, um, either websites or social media, uh, where people interested in learning about you and your story and your services and what you can do for them, uh, where they can find you. Sure, thanks. If you want to talk shop, you go to synergix.com, S-Y-N-E-R-G-I-X-X.com, and that gives you sort of the suite of services of what our company offers and can do. Um, if you want to get more personal, you can go to thatgirlcharlie.com, and that's just more about me and um, stories and places I speak and things. And um, if you really want to engage and interact, um, I'd say find me on Facebook. That's where I hang out a lot, and uh, and people communicate with me quite a bit. In fact, I do more business now on Facebook than I do on email. So it's been a really great place to connect with people. And uh, you know, I'm a pretty much I'm an open book. And once you get on Facebook, you'll see whatever you need to see. And that's actually part of, uh, I think, the shift and something that you probably spent some time thinking about and maybe came to fruition on in that five-minute martini. So before the break, um, you had touched on a number of things, uh, you know, the 18-month the um, kind of encapsulation that was really head-ended into that five-minute martini. And, um, you know, what I want you to do is share with us um, a little bit about those three questions um, and how they impacted that five minutes and, and where you and Michael have uh, gone to make one and one to equal 1,000 or 10,000. Share with us right. something about the future, the noise, and your own up-leveling. So let me start with up-leveling because I think whether you are an entrepreneur listening to this program, you're running a business, you're totally set and sold on your purpose in life, or you're working for somebody else and you're just kind of wondering, like, what am I doing? I think there comes a point where you look in the mirror and you go, what am I doing and why am I doing it for? And when I was reflecting on the noise and where I should be in five years with my business, those were really tactical things. Like, what's getting in the way of getting customers and what's technology doing to my business and should I downsize space or upsize? That's all tactical stuff. And a lot of that's noise and a lot of it's planning for the future. And every business goes through that. But then I looked in the mirror and I said, why am I doing this? Like, how many more infomercials can I produce? How many more radio spots can I do? How many more supplements can I make a $50 million brand in in one year? How many more chiropractors can I make famous, but I don't want them to touch me? What am I doing, (laughs) right? If Amazon is going to crumble my call center, if TV is going to get to a place that nobody watches infomercials anymore and really nobody believes in direct selling, everyone's now going to social selling, which we can talk about, then what am I doing? Why don't I just close up shop now? I've got money in the bank and let me just go do something else. And that was, I said, I, where am I going personally? 
I've learned everything about the direct response industry. I can do it blind. What else, what else for me? And so during that conversation with Michael, he had reached a very similar place in his career. We had very um, parallel careers. Um, he was just in the publishing space and the author space and what they call the online platform building space. So working with, you know, the Tony Robbins of the world and getting their thought leadership out there through a book and through online programs. But all that was changing too. Publishers don't want to publish your book anymore. It's too risky. You know, yeah. people have figured out online. And guess what? There's not a very many Tony Robbins in the world, right? So yeah. we were having this conversation, and he was saying, but wait a minute. If we use your services, and I can do this for my authors, and you can make your people an author, and we're just having this conversation. And everything he said, I was like, no, we're not doing that. No, I don't want to partner. No, that doesn't make sense. And then all of a sudden, I went, wait a minute. If I learn to do what this guy's doing, and I learn how to do it knowing what I know, and I go into a bigger industry that I know nothing about, but I can bring in my 20 years of experience, and I can actually feel comfortable about leading these people through it, well, gosh, that's exciting, and I'm going to learn something, and wow, that's more exciting than what I'm doing. And that industry doesn't work like my industry, so my call center that I'm so worried about I can invest in that still. And the way that I look at media or what we call quantum media, that's still relevant because there's this whole other industry out there that I've never even thought about. And what if I become an expert in that industry and how better to become an expert than to work by the best of the best. And so in five minutes, um, I did what one of my mentors told me. And there's a, one of my mentors is Hemingway and um, he's famous for saying, write drunk, edit sober. And so I literally, on a cocktail napkin, swear to you, wrote down, Michael, can we do this? And he looked at me and was like, yeah, I guess so. And I was like, fine, we're done. We'll do it. And I figured I would just edit sober. I would figure out the rules later. I would figure out how do we combine staff and clientele and services and vendors and messaging and like, let's just take the leap, which is another rule breaker. There was no business plan. There was no survey, focus group. I didn't even ask my employees. That's a horrible thing to do as a boss, by the way. And I'll tell you the next morning when I brought Michael into the office and I said, hey, guys, we're going in a new direction. I just turned the Titanic. Staff looked at me like I had lost my mind. Some of them thought I was still drunk on the martini. But I had a cocktail napkin in my hand, and I said, this is what we're doing. <laughs> the cocktail napkin did not help my case, by the way. Um, yeah. And so it's what's been so interesting about up-leveling is in the last, you know, nine months, the clients that have been calling me, and not just from the new industry I'm in, which is the book publishing, but also in the retail uh, business. I've been getting calls from clients that have been in Costco for two years with their product. And they're calling up and saying, Charlie, Costco is ready to kick me out. And I don't know how to make my advertising work. If I don't support Costco sales, I'm out. And they're 75% of my revenue. What do I do? And I've had publishers say, look, this author's coming out in 90 days. And they didn't sell enough books. They're going to owe a massive amount of money to the publishing company. Can you help them sell more books? Are you kidding me? Who buys books on TV anymore? Nobody. Um, Right? And I've had people come to me and say, look, I'm on Amazon and I'm selling, but I can't keep a customer. They never come back to me, so I can't grow it. I've got inventory issues. 
And I've had radio DJs that I've worked with for 20 years come to me and go, Charlie, I just left my network. I'm starting my own podcast. Teach me how to own my platform. I went, these are all new problems. Yeah, And these are all ways, though, that they all speak to one thing, which is what we call voice, right? What voice are you using to communicate your business and your platform and your personality? You know, that's really what I've been excited about and focusing on. And to me, the voice doesn't matter if it's a best-selling book, a hit infomercial, a podcast, um, a Facebook ad, a live event. It's really about when you are first seen by a customer, right? The only thing you can control the first time you see anybody is, is what you look like. You can't control their reaction or what they take away from it. And so what I've been um, very intentional about is mastering now that you have Snapchat and Twitter and Facebook and retail and Amazon's decided to come and be a retailer. We'll talk about a rule breaker. Yeah. I don't know if you saw there how many people they're hiring this year. It's insane. Yeah. There is no more brand marketing. There is no more consumer marketing. There's no more influencer marketing. It's just about being seen and giving the consumer what they want, which is stories and content. And they want it the way they want it, how they want it, when they want it, in the framework that they want it in. And so for me, I got super excited and I said, all I know is I know how to do TV and radio and print and now I can do books and I've got this great staff and guess what? People really need this and they want it. They just need somebody who understands how to translate their voice. And in doing that and how you and I started talking was you just have to break the rules of business. You just can't say anymore, well, retailers won't do this if. You can't do that on Amazon because TV stations won't run it. That offer doesn't work. That product won't sell. Right. You can't do that anymore. That, yeah, that, that, that's exactly it. It's something where the shift is palpable. And, um, and I mean, you've so hit the nail on the head with what I've been seeing and experiencing as the consumer wants. And, and we see it play out. Um, I see it and read about it and write about it in the trades every single day. Um, the only difference is instead of my just sitting there reading and writing, I do like you and, you know, and in, in different ways, um, but not all that completely different, except your, your scope of field is, um, I think, significantly wider uh, than ours. Um, we've made that shift. We have made a shift and we continue to shift because we see the speed with which and the acceleration and velocity of the change that has been coming with regards to consumers. Um, and I think that, uh, you know, when you talk about the voice, uh, that rings that rings so true to me, and um, and I know that there are there are more lessons for us to talk about um, when we come back from uh, from our next break, which we're uh, we're actually <laughs> bumping up against uh, rather remarkably. Um, I'm loving the pacing of the show. Um, we're just we're flying, and uh, and it's great to hear you talking about all of this. We're going to come back, and we're going to talk more about the voice. And what I want you to do when we come back is. Um, how you have built, um, I guess, the amplification process um, being heard and how you monetize that or help your clients monetize that because I've heard, I've heard a lot of problems. So when we come back, 
That's what we're going to touch on next. We'll be back in two minutes. Um, take, a, take a couple of minutes and uh, you know what? Go to Synergix.com, www.synergix.com and uh, get a sense of all the things that Charlie's talking about here. See you in two. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com What if you could save 55% or more on your TV advertising? We're Higher Power Marketing, and we can probably save you at least 55% on your TV ad buys. Don't believe me? That's okay. Just go to hpowermarketing.com and see and hear real success stories from real clients. Then ask us to show you how we can save you money too. Go to hpowermarketing.com. That's hpowermarketing.com. Exceptional media for less. That's hpowermarketing.com. If you think half of your company's advertising is working, but you're not sure which half, we can help. We're Higher Power Marketing, and we help our clients identify which advertising works and which is wasting their money. And then we fix what's broken so they can get more bang from their advertising buck. If you're not sure which half of your advertising is working, call Higher Power Marketing for help at 800-300-9124. That's 800-300-9124. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You're tuned in to Business Rules with Peter Feinstein. Reach out to us with questions and comments at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or connect with Peter via email. The address is businessrules at hpowermarketing.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Business Rules with Peter Feinstein, my uh, my lively, ballsy, and arrogant guest, in her own words, is uh, Charlie Fusco, CEO of Synergix. Did you get a chance to go to her website um, in the uh, in the break? I hope so. And if you're uh, still there, that's cool. As long as you're listening here at the same time. So when we uh, when we came uh, came up to the break, we were talking about having uh, Charlie tell us a little bit about um, what what she and Michael Drew have built um, as far as the future of how voices will be amplified, heard, and monetized. I want to get a sense of uh, a sense of the secret sauce in that because I think there's some real power there. And I know, I just absolutely feel it in my bones that there's bending and breaking of rules all along the way. And even more importantly, I think establishing maybe an entirely new set of business rules. Tell us a little bit about that, Charlie. So let me start with a really quick example. This is not what our entire business is built on, but it'll give everyone listening very specific things to grasp onto and and probably see how it plays into their own business. But as I told you, Michael came from the publishing world, and he's most known for putting author after author onto the bestseller list, New York Times, Wall Street Journal. And back in February of this year, the New York Times changed their entire criteria for how an author would even get on the list. And they they 
made the list shorter. They um, combined ebook and hard book. They made social conversation a criteria. They changed how they counted books at retail. They counted, uh, changed who counted as a retailer. You know, Nook and uh, Kobo and Amazon, did they have as much weight as a Barnes and Noble or Books a Million, right? So they changed the rules on all these authors. So now if you imagine in February of 2017, there's these authors that have poured their heart and soul into these books and all of a sudden the criteria to even be counted as a voice in the world changed. And so Michael was telling me this and I said, well, that sucks. That's not cool. (laughs) And all of a sudden he's like, well, it's going to take a lot more for these people to get their, their books out there. And what's the point of being a bestseller? The point of being a bestseller is so more people know about you, buy your book. And if, if you want, you help them. Right. So, I just said something crazy like, well, I don't know. Why don't we just put them on television? Then more people will know about these authors. And we just sort of started saying, well, how much will that cost? And how do we make money off of it? Because if you're telling people to go into buy a book at a bookstore, now you've got that author paying all this money to be on television, but they're not actually seeing the benefit enough to pay for the ads. So now the author's going into hawk just to get advertising to drive them into stores. Well, that's not going to work. And why, and now we philosophically and politically got into it, well, why then is that fair? Because if you have a ton of money, you can buy all the advertising you want and you can become a bestseller. But if you have an important message to get out of the world and you don't have that money, you don't have access, you don't know about advertising, then nobody's ever going to hear you. And so what Michael and I believe in is amplification of voice. And we went, well, that's crazy. How do we make it possible for authors to do that? And then I said, and what's an author? I said, some of these YouTubers that are on YouTube right now, I only know who they are because I have kids, they've got (laughs) hundreds of millions of followers. And nobody knows who they are unless you're on YouTube. But hundreds of millions of people following them, they have something to say that's worth sharing. But they don't have the um, credibility, the bank accounts to actually get into mainstream media, so nobody will ever hear their voice in mainstream. And I went, and who says they're not authors? And who says that their channel isn't real media? And so we really started playing with all of this, and we then said, well, what's the problem? Let's break it down. And so when you look at just the New York Times and wanting to become an author of note, if the New York Times comes and says, well, we want to see social conversation as proof that consumers are buying your book and your product, well, you go to most business owners, forget about authors, most business owners, they'll go, I don't use social media. Eh, I don't do that. I don't even check Facebook. I don't know. I Twitter sometimes, maybe LinkedIn. The business owners and these authors don't have a social conversation going on. Nobody's talking about them, their product, or their business in any meaningful way because it wasn't a a medium that they invested in. And um, so now all of a sudden there was an opportunity and we could go to, to companies and say, listen, we know how to take what's in your book or your product or your service and we can get a social conversation going. And they go, oh, well, we already have a social media team. Okay, yeah, great. They well, maybe not. Ads, <laughs> right? You can post ads and you can get likes and you can put pictures on Instagram. But if it's not a constructed conversation that creates back and forth conversation, who cares? And so one of the ideas that Michael and I came up with, and this is literally blending my uh, background and his, is this idea of rapid content creation. Because if we needed you to have social conversation happening, regardless if you're an author or you're trying to make sure you're uh, searched first in Amazon, 
which by the way is a tip for everyone, Amazon is a search engine. It is not a store. So if you don't have enough social proof out there, you won't rank the same way in Amazon, just like iTunes is a search engine and YouTube is a search engine. So when you start thinking about social conversation and you think about bottom line conversion and sales, that's what you have to look at. So we started saying, well, let's take these authors. Let's take their book they've already put their heart and soul in. Let's put them in a studio and let's in a very organized fashion, create rapid content. And so what we'll do is we'll take an author, but we can do this for a CEO. We can do it for a product owner. We put them in our studio, and for two days, we dissect their content in interview form. And they sit as the expert, and they answer our questions, and we dig deep and dive deep. And it's very organized. And at the end of the two days, we send the video out to be transcribed. And then we suck the video in, and we cut out all the crap, and we edit it down into 64 uh, separate videos. And then we extract the audio, and we make 64 different podcasts. And then we take the written transcript, and we edit that down, and we make 64 different blogs that are um, written to engage commentary. And then we create 128 memes from the content. And um, in about a four-week period we have created what we call a rapid content package that they can now distribute on social media at a speed in which benefits them. All It could be over a year. It could be over three weeks, six months, and it's usable in every searchable format, and it is in their voice. It's in the company owner's or the author's voice, so you don't have to hire a copywriter or a social media team and try to teach them your expertise. It's there. It's just extracted. And what we're also able to do at that point is take the footage and, in some cases, string together an infomercial. So now people who never thought they could be on TV for a very minimal cost not only can be on TV, but they can fix their social media problem virtually overnight. They can do it in a way that is authentic to what they're talking about, selling, or standing for. And they can do it in a way that they now control it, right, in every medium. So if you go and search this person's name, you're going to find them on YouTube. You're going to see them on Instagram. You're going to find them with video on Facebook. You're going to search and organically they're going to rise to the top because we've covered all the mediums. So now if you're trying to sell a book and people are searching for you, you pop up everywhere. If you're trying to sell Tupperware on TV, that your competition can't outrank you just because they paid 10 cents more for that keyword because you own and dominate that conversation where people are looking for it. More importantly, because it's a lot of content and it looks good and it's from the heart and it's authentic, the consumer never feels like they're having a disjointed conversation. And, and, for, yeah, and the for many clients, that's been transformative. And the consumer isn't being sold because it's something where... Like you had said, the con- I mean, you solve the content problem. That's the that's the, the 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 biggest thing that I come across in just about every conversation that we have um, is that you know that question. It's like, well, you know, I don't know what to post, so I don't post anything. I don't know what to say, so I don't post right. anything. And and in literally, in a two day period. Um, plus some, you know, give or take as far as, you know, editing and distribution. But in a very brief time, uh, the word that came to my mind as you were, as you were talking about this was boom. <laughs> oh, yeah. And here's what I want your audience to hear. 
there's a company out there called Rev.com. You can go on Rev.com and you can record yourself doing a podcast or doing an interview or talking to yourself or reading the chapter out of your book or whatever you want, and it will record you on video and audio, and you push a button, and it'll transcribe what you're saying for a dollar a minute. You can do exactly what I just said by yourself. And if you took an hour every week and you did that and then chopped it up, hire an intern, you could do the same thing. Now, what's the purpose of hiring somebody like us? Well, the purpose is that we know how to organize your content and we know how to give it life and, and more importantly, clarify your voice and things like that. But you can do it. If you know who you are, if you're an influencer right now or if you are a product marketer or you're even a business owner and you did that, you can do that right away. And then it becomes about distribution. And everyone's heard of Hootsuite. Go on Hootsuite, spend an hour and pre-program your social media. You can do that. But you have to do one thing. Whatever you're putting out in social, if it requires conversation, and conversation means that somebody's leaving comments or shares or likes or doing something, then what your voice has to have is a point of view. And if it doesn't have a point of view, there's nothing for people to agree or disagree with. And so that's the number one flaw that people say, oh, I post on Instagram twice a week or I put LinkedIn articles all the time. Well, if your top 10 list doesn't have a point of view, nobody's going to share it and like it and therefore not call you. So I, I think that's the difference about what we do and what I get excited about is figuring out, um, you know, figuring out what that person's voice is and how best to get it out there. And that doesn't matter, if, like I said, if you're a product owner or a CEO or an author. And some of that doesn't even require, I don't think, an awful lot of um, of brain power on uh, on on your or our part, we as long as we know how to draw the client out so that they tell their story, yeah, you have to direct them, you have to coach them, you have to point them down the yellow brick road as opposed to being a scattergun and having, like you said, no point of view. You give them that, that sharp focus so that anybody who catches any one of their posts, it doesn't matter what it is or where it is, they have almost instant insight as to what they stand for. Right. And the, we give some tips. and I'll, I'll give you all the tips that we give our clients. Um, we talk about something called angles of approach. Okay. So, so wait a second now. Hang on just a second there, Sparky. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, you'll do that because oh. that's the part of it where I want my listeners to stick around because that is, that's going to be some mighty powerful stuff. We'll be back in two minutes. Get a refresh on the coffee. Um, read a blog post on, on my site, hpowermarketing.com slash blog. Um, but it's only two minutes, so make it fast and we'll see you back here. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. If you think half of your company's advertising is working, but you're not sure which half, we can help. We're Higher Power Marketing, and we help our clients identify which advertising works and which is wasting their money. And then we fix what's broken so they can get more bang from their advertising buck. If you're not sure which half of your advertising is working, call Higher Power Marketing for help at 800-300-9124. That's 800-300-9124. What if you could save 55% or more on your TV advertising? 
We're Higher Power Marketing, and we can probably save you at least 55% on your TV ad buys. Don't believe me? That's okay. Just go to hpowermarketing.com and see and hear real success stories from real clients. Then ask us to show you how we can save you money too. Go to hpowermarketing.com. That's hpowermarketing.com. Exceptional media for less. That's hpowermarketing.com. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. You're tuned in to Business Rules with Peter Feinstein. Reach out to us with questions and comments at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or connect with Peter via email. The address is businessrules at hpowermarketing.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Business Rules with Peter Feinstein. Last little segment before the, uh, before the show wraps up. And uh, it's been a dynamite show thus far. And um, we're going to be finishing. Uh, the finale is aptly named because uh, my, gla- my guest, uh, Charlie Fusco from Synergix, CEO of Synergix, and, uh, and uh, just so powerful um, in the development and creation of Smarter Voice Media, um, is going to share with us some of the creative spark and, uh, and tips and tricks and inside understanding and knowledge of what she gives her clients to you um, listening right now, Charlie. Let's let's bring it home with uh, with the power that you provide to your clients. Sure, absolutely. Here's what I really want to gift to your audience, and this was something that I have really learned, and we've we've known this. Like we all, I'm going to say it, and everyone's going to go like double face plant, right? Like you know this, but we don't do it. And here's really what it is: when you go to a shopping mall. You go for different reasons. You might go because you're out of socks and you have to go to the department store. You might go because you are going to the food court and they have the quick thing. You might go because your kids want you to go to Hot Topic and buy the new Harry Potter t-shirt. You might go because you need a screwdriver at Sears, right? So that's all a reason to go there. You might go because it's Black Friday and all the sales are there. You might go Sunday mornings because the world is asleep and you can get your shopping done quickly. All of that is what we call angles of approach. We do it automatically in every relationship we have in the world, whether it's our own personal relationships, grocery shopping, what we choose to do um, with our kids during the week. More importantly, we do it online all day long. I call it the Google. Whenever we want something, we go to the Google and like a magic eight ball, we ask it a question. And the way we ask that question is directly related to what we're searching for. And generally what we're searching for is, is a solution to some problem. And as marketers, and whether you're a professional marketer or you're an author with a book or you're a CEO running a company or you're an inventor who has a product, your customers, your potential next client, the people that are going to buy your book or watch your stuff are going to the Google and they are typing in, what they want. And so when you're creating content, you have to think about all the angles of approach, why somebody would want to get to you. So that could be because if you're, let's say your book's about how to sell uh, real estate better as a career, you can't just write blog articles or videos on YouTube or an infomercial or a book on how to sell real estate better. One of your angles of approach might be 
how to sell real estate during a divorce, how to make money selling real estate, why never to get into real estate, the top 10 uh, reasons realtors lie. Um, I'm making these up as I go along, but you know, it, you know, why sell apartment buildings over townhouses? You want to come out and think, if I'm at the Google and I'm trying to solve a problem in real estate, what are the solutions my company or my book or my infomercial or my product or my service solves that somebody might be asking? And what all of a sudden when you do that, the ability to create rapid content is exponential because now you realize you have so much more to say that you never said before. And all of a sudden you realize, God, I've been writing the same print ad, the same radio copy, the same LinkedIn, the same Facebook ad. People come into my restaurant and I've been doing the same early bird special and you didn't realize that you actually had more to offer. And so when we work with clients, we say, let's write it on a board. Why are all the reasons people would come to you? And people are shocked and amazed at how much more robust their business, their brand, their service is. And then all of a sudden you realize, hey, if you just put this out, like in an article or a YouTube, or you maybe um, change your commercial to this angle, all of a sudden you start realizing, well, who's the most people searching for that? And you're able to go in like a surgeon with a scalpel and really do a refined um procedure on your entire marketing plan because you've now figured out the angles of approach that work the best for you and give you the most velocity. And so we do that when we're creating rapid content. We do that when we're marketing. And what that allows you to do is figure out what media you should be in. And I would say to everyone, one of the rules that you have to break is stop buying media in one to two channels. You have to be in no less than five media channels if you're trying to run a successful business through media advertising. You have to. Because the world doesn't just watch television anymore or listen to radio or, or, or. Consumers want what they want when they want it, when they can get it for the price they want it. And so your content has to show up, your advertisement has to show up in those mediums, and that's where um, these angles of approach and rapid content become so critical. Right. Yeah. So I don't know if that answered your question, but no, it it does. Um, it does, and and something that you had said earlier in the show that people want what they want, how they want it, and you know, and when they want it, and so through you know the process of um, analyzing the um, you know the the angle of entry, the angle of information, the trying to figure out uh, the psychology of you know why people are searching for what they're searching for and how you how you answer that need how you fill that need it's i mean it's it basically comes down to an accelerated plan for scratching the itch and doing it everywhere that someone will be so that whatever angle of approach they're taking they're hearing relevant they're they're hearing relevant feedback. They're hearing relevant information about me or about you or about the client. You know wh- whatever the story is, and mm. um, and I think I, I think that answers it. I think that answers it uh, just just absolutely perfectly. So you've got uh, you got the crystal ball in front of you, and we've got two minutes before uh, the show wraps up. So in about half of that two minutes. Um, give us a, uh, a sneak peek into 2018 and if you dare, maybe 2019. So that gives you about, a, you know, 30 seconds per year and then we'll wrap up and say our goodbyes. Okay. Well, that's a lot of pressure. I will try. 
my <laughs> predictions for 2018 um, are it, there is no predictions that anybody could do for 2018. We have a president that nobody ever thought we would have. We've got the world all of a sudden realizing they have a voice and using it, whether it's through social media, through writing books, through becoming, uh, just even look what's happening with the political news talk figures on television. You've got Bill O'Reilly jumping ship to the blaze. You've got uh, Megan Kelly rising to the top. You've got um, YouTubers and influencers having as much of an opinion as a, a Tom Brokaw did at one point. You've got consumers that have unlimited choices. You have apps being put out there. And so 2018 for me is the wild, wild west. It is anything is going to go on. And so you have to pay attention to every little thing, every little thing. You got to pay attention to how many people are talking about you in social media. You have to pay attention to what's being sold in retail. Um, stop watching Shark Tank and thinking that Shark Tank knows what they're doing. They're putting out there a formula. And I say that because I've had four clients in the last month come to me and say, I want to imitate what I just saw on Sunday Shark Tank. Yeah. <laughs> 2018 is not the year of imitation. 2018 is the year of niching your business and really paying attention to how consumers react to your business, not your competitors. And, and marketing has always been about, let's do it better than the competitor. Let's get the edge. If this is a year about figure out the conversation around your business. And if I'm you, I'm watching news, I'm watching social media, I'm on Facebook, I'm on YouTube, I'm listening to podcasts, I'm reading newspapers. I'm engaged in every medium a little bit every day. And if you can't do it, hire an intern to give you the cliff notes because 2018 is going to be about um, just figuring everything out again. And I think 2019 is going to be the year of concierge service. It's going to be Ritz-Carlton. There's going to be uh. so much available that it's too overwhelming and people are going to pay for yep. concierge, concierge service. And that means that my call center will now be people you call to say, would you go to the Google for me and will you figure out this problem? Because I don't want to wade through all the stuff. Would you, you know, just go tell me the best product to buy to clean my rug because I don't want to weed through all of the competitive stuff. Um, it's going to be about concierge. And even when you look at things like food home delivery, everyone's all about, oh, look, I ordered oh, my yeah. groceries it's, online. Yep. No. It, it, it's so much that it's going to come back to personal touch. And that's where lifetime customer value is going to be so important that people are so excited right now that technology has made us like have no rules. We can do whatever we want, whenever we want to. And then it's going to come back and it's going to be like, okay, you know what? I want some rules. Just help me out. It's too overwhelming. The it's internet sad, is Charlie. too big. That's that's our rules for the show. <laughs> I yeah. hate to cut you off because we've got so much more to say, which just means that I'm going to invite you back to do a part oh, two. Oh, thank you. Absolutely. My guest this week has been Charlie Fusco, CEO of Synergix and Smarter Voice Media. It's been just, just a tremendous opportunity to spend an hour with you. And we will do a part two because I think there is that much more to say. Thanks for listening to Business Rules with Peter Feinstein. My guest this week has been Charlie Fusco. And uh, thanks so much for your time this time. And we'll talk again next week. Take care. for tuning into business rules be sure to join peter feinstein for another enlightening program next wednesday morning at 11 a.m eastern time and 8 a.m pacific time on the voice america empowerment channel have a winning week